Chapter 7 A Name of Power On the way home, Rorn said, There is a stranger from Thernsford at Horst's today. What's his name? asked Aragon. He sidestepped a patch of ice and continued walking at a brisk pace. His cheeks and eyes burned from the cold. Dempton. He came here to have Horst forge him some sockets, said Rorin. His stocky legs plowed through a drift, clearing the way for Aragon. Doesn't Thernsford have its own smith? Yes, replied Rorin, but he isn't skilled enough. He glanced at Aragon. With a shrug, he added, Dempton needs the sockets for his mill. He's expanding it and offered me a job. If I accept, I'll leave with him when he picks up the sockets. Millers worked all year. During winter, they ground whatever people brought them, but in harvest season, they bought grain and sold it as flour. It was hard, dangerous work. Workers often lost fingers or hands to the giant millstones. Are you going to tell Garrow? asked Aragon. Yes. A grimly amused smile played across Rorin's face. What for? You know what he thinks about us going away. It'll only cause trouble if you say anything. Forget about it so we can eat tonight's dinner in peace. I can't. I'm going to take the job. Aragon halted. Why? They faced each other, their breath visible in the air. I know money is hard to come by, but we always manage to survive. You don't have to leave. No, I don't, but the money is for myself. Rorin tried to resume walking, but Aragon refused to budge. What do you need it for? he demanded. Rorin's shoulders straightened slightly. I want to marry. Bewilderment and astonishment overwhelmed Aragon. He remembered seeing Katrina and Rorin kissing during the trader's visit. But marriage? Katrina? he asked weakly, just to confirm. Rorin nodded. Have you asked her? Not yet, but come spring, when I can raise a house, I will. There's too much work on the farm for you to leave now, protested Aragon. Wait until we're ready for planting. No, said Aragon, laughing slightly. Spring's the time I'll be needed the most. The ground will have to be furrowed and sown. The crops must be weeded, not to mention all the other chores. No, this is the best time for me to go. What we all really want to do is wait for the seasons to change. You and Garrow can make do without me. If all goes well, I'll soon be back working on the farm with a wife. Aragon reluctantly conceded that Rorin made sense. He shook his head, but whether with amazement or anger, he knew not. I guess I can only wish you the best of luck, but Garrow may take this with ill humor. We will see. They resumed walking, the silence a barrier between them. Aragon's heart was disturbed. It would take time before he could look upon this development with favor. When they arrived home, Rorin did not tell Garrow of his plans, but Aragon was sure that he would soon. Aragon went to see the dragon for the first time since it had spoken to him. He approached apprehensively, aware now that it was an equal. Aragon. Is that all you can say? He snapped. Yes. His eyes widened at the unexpected reply. He sat down roughly. Now it has a sense of humor. What next? Impulsively, he broke a dead branch with his foot. Rorin's announcement had put him in a foul mood. A questioning thought came from the dragon, so he told it what had happened. As he talked, his voice grew steadily louder until he was yelling pointlessly into the air. He ranted until his emotions were spent, then ineffectually punched the ground. I don't want him to go, that's all, he said helplessly. The dragon watched impassively, listening and learning. 
Aragon mumbled a few choice curses and rubbed his eyes. He looked at the dragon thoughtfully. You need a name. I heard some interesting ones today. Perhaps you'll like one. He mentally ran through the list Brom had given him until he found two names that struck him as heroic, noble, and pleasing to the ear. What do you think of Vanalor or his successor, Eridor? Both were great dragons. No, said the dragon. It sounded amused with his efforts. Aragon. That's my name. You can't have it, he said, rubbing his chin. Well, if you don't like those, there are others. He continued through the list, but the dragon rejected everyone he proposed. It seemed to be laughing at something Aragon did not understand, but he ignored it and kept suggesting names. There was Ingathold, Heeslutha, a revelation stopped him. That's the problem. I've been choosing male names. You are a she. Yes. The dragon folded her wings smugly. Now that he knew what to look for, he came up with half a dozen names. He toyed with Miramel, but that did not fit. After all, it was the name of a brown dragon. Ophelia and Lenora were also discarded. He was about to give up, but he remembered the last name Drom had mu- Brom had mu- muttered. Aragon liked it, but with the dragon, he asked, Are you Sapphira? He looked, she looked at him with intelligent eyes. Deep in his mind, he felt her satisfaction. Yes. Something clicked in his head, and her voice echoed, as if from a great distance. He grinned in response. Sapphira started humming.